Hi guys, I Hi, never everyone. do the intro. I'm going to do the intro today. Hi guys, I've been listening back to podcast number one and I talk way too much. No, you don't talk way too much. I sound like such a controlling person. You're funnier than me, so i just let you get on with I'm it. I'm not, I'm only a little bit. So we haven't really got much of a structure, guys, of what we're talking about today. We should probably phone Karen in finance because we haven't spoken for a while. On the last episode, I couldn't call her because we'd had a bit of a tiff. Yes. Um, Not a tiff tiff. I mean, you know, just things are very intense at work at the moment. And, you know, I'm sure Karen wouldn't mind me saying, but, you know, I'm having hot flushes or I'm cold and she's still slapping on the patches, the (laughs) HRT and... You know, it's tough when you've got two hormonal huns. Like, it's really tough. <laughs> What's wrong? Slapping on the patches. She is. She wouldn't mind me saying no. it. No. She wouldn't mind. My dad will, but she wouldn't mind me. My dad doesn't like to think he's married to a nearly 60-year-old. Oh, why? 60 sexy. So, oh, did you hear that, DB? 60 sexy. How old's your dad? Younger. Significantly younger. Oh. Tell me what is new with you, Emma. What's new with me? Today, I got stuck in some horrendous traffic in Guildford. So I used that time wisely. And I phoned the council to try and get my parking sorted. And then I phoned the fertility clinic that I've been meaning to phone for a while. Oh, wow. So you've, oh. Actually, put, you've actually followed up. I know you've mentioned it to me before that you would like to look into like your fertility options yeah well or or lack thereof but yeah I do you know what I've been meaning to do it for a while I'm 27 now I said I would do it at 29 because I want to leave it as late as possible because me injecting myself for 21 days with hormones isn't going to help anyone um it's going to be carnage I'll just say it how it is like especially with my job you have to do that do you to free so Mm -hmm. we're talking about egg freezing egg freezing yeah I'm not borrowing anyone's sperm no one no one's sperm's taken interest to it I I I've not ever met someone and thought, yeah, I want to reproduce with you. So I'm not going to go and pick a random one out of the book. It's just not for me. So, um, yeah, so it'd be egg freezing. Um, I said I'd wait until I'm 27, but time's ticking. And, and you know, my reproductive health isn't in the best shape. Um, but I, I really, I need to get a good idea of what shape it actually is in because it's very well me going, you know, I've always joked saying, God, it'd be a miracle if I do reproduce. But actually, it could be all right. It could be in all right exactly. shape, which is good because then that's a good time to do. Do they do all those tests for you then? Like, what's the process? Yeah, so uh, actually, I, I thought I would talk about it on the podcast and be really open because I think there might be some other people probably thinking about this. So um, to be really transparent, the place that I was looking at um, charge £550 for the first consultation. And that includes your blood test to see what your ovarian reserve is like and all that kind of stuff and then a scan of your ovaries as well to see the state of everything is that an internal scan I imagine it will be yeah um and so I thought that was quite good actually on the whole and then the consultation to discuss your current you know fertility and and your current health and to see what they would advise now I think they will probably advise to anyone at my age freeze your eggs because you're not with anyone and they're at the best quality they could be. And they, you know, your, your egg quality does decline after I think it's 35. Um, but mine will be shot to pieces by 30. Is there a slight more urgency, like because they know your medical history with your like reproductive illnesses or? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, there's a, there's more urgency from that perspective, but also from 
like the scar tissue. So for those of you who don't know, I have endometriosis and I also have PCOS. So I've had three surgeries for endometriosis. And because of the surgeries, that causes adhesions because obviously every time you cut, you create a reaction. So you you get that scar tissue and sometimes those adhesions can attach to the ovaries and that can be a bit more tricky. And then the PCOS, obviously, um, I don't know if people know much about PCOS um, and please don't quote me I'm not a doctor um, but that can sometimes you don't ovulate every month so it's harder regular cycles yeah so it's harder to get pregnant you're also more likely to have twins which gives me nightmares um, quite frankly <laughs> but um, but yeah so there's that and then I also have some pituitary problems as well so I've got three conditions stacked against me for my fertility um, I'm not with anyone the doctors have always said to me, if I was with someone right now, they'd tell me to go and get pregnant. Which wow. is, that's, is that's terrible advice. So irresponsible. So that's how a lot of marriages break down and relationships break down. And actually, I wouldn't do it. Um, but I am in a position where I think, you know, I've got these eggs. Hopefully, there's some knocking about, and you know, might as well stick them in the freezer. So it's it's five hundred and fifty pound for that. And then it's four and a half thousand pounds to have the cycle. So I think it's 21 days. Four and a half thousand pounds. So that's actually cheaper than I expected it to be, if I'm honest with you. So it's four and a half thousand pounds. So that includes your injections and then the egg retrieval, which is surgery. So obviously remove. Are you put under for that? I believe so. From what they told me on the phone, but she said everyone's different. But yeah. Um, And then it's 350 pound a year to keep them in the freezer. To keep them in the freezer is £350 a yeah. year. Well, hon, I'm not being funny. If there's a power cut, you want a backup generator after all that. Can you not keep them in your freezer at home? Absolutely not. Can you imagine? Do you know how crazy I'd look bringing a date back here? They would have no Do you want idea. ice or eggs? Ice or eggs. <laughs> Fertilised or... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Wow. What an expensive... Um expensive option like I, mm. I can't get over how it's way cheaper to just have a one night stand isn't it I can't believe it it's such a shame and that's not offered to you on the NHS because no. of your age no I believe that egg freezing is only really offered to people on the NHS that are going through cancer treatment chemotherapy that may um, affect their fertility and, and rightly so absolutely rightly so but um, yeah which is a real shame because you know the <laughs> And, you know, when you have endometriosis and PCOS, it doesn't mean that you're infertile. And please don't take that from this. That's not what I'm saying. My fertility could be fine. My mum had endometriosis and she got pregnant relatively quickly with no with no intervention either. Um, but it can have an effect. And I think it's just for me, it's an insurance policy. I take out every insurance I can get. And, you know, this is an insurance policy, but it's really frustrating that I have to fund that myself and have to save that money um myself and the the other thing as well that you've got to consider is um and i'll talk about it if i do decide to move forward i'll talk about it on here but you might not just you might need more than one cycle so that's another four and a half thousand pounds so one cycle is two eggs or one egg no so as many eggs as they can get so for example i'm following someone on instagram at the moment and she's just had her egg retrieval and she got nine eggs so is that like nine eggs that um are there waiting when you ovulate yeah so it's to do because you're stimulating the ovaries to make them oh okay. and then they take that's them. what the hormone injections are for yeah and so she's got eight eggs but like she said she's not making embryos and this is another big difference so ivf if you've got sperm to make an embryo with that is better from from my understanding if you can freeze an embryo and then just pop it in when you're ready 
that's far better than having an egg. What's the difference? So the difference is, is if you think about it in simple terms, and guys, please don't quote me on this. So you get the egg, you get the sperm, you mix it in a tube and you freeze it. You freeze the embryo and then in four years time when you're ready, you have a baby. If you just freeze the egg, you have to de... Guys, this is probably not right at all. But in theory, in my mind, you have to defrost the egg, mix it with a sperm and then implant it. And what can happen in that process is it can be unsuccessful. I see. So they they fertilize the fresh egg with fresh sperm and then they freeze it. That's the embryo. That's a better option, but that's not an option for me. No. Um, I mean, a lot of people, they do... So they uh, let's say they get 10 eggs, only five actually do, do when anything. When they defrost them, that yeah. they survive. Yeah, so actually it would probably be advisable for me to do two cycles, but you're getting into 10, 15 grand. So much money, yeah, of course. And it, it's just not a position that I'm able, that, that I'm in. And like I said, I was going to wait till I'm 29. I still might, but let's see what the tests say. Let's see when I get the 500 quid and I'll let you guys know. We'll keep you Will updated. you get the results back from the tests pretty quickly after doing them? I'd like to think for 500 pound, I would, yeah. Probably next, the week after. I, I hope imagine. so. And I'll have a lot of questions as well. Um, but yeah, it would be really, really interesting. I think, you know, I this might be a good time to call Karen in finance because I want to know back when she was my age, would she have frozen her eggs if it was an option? Because back then it really wasn't financially, it wasn't known about, it wasn't really no. something that happened. Should we phone Karen? Let's give her a ring. I mean, guys, God knows what mood she's going to be in today. She's probably still pissed at you. <sighs> Right, fine, so. I'll give her a bonus at Christmas. She's not picking up because she's, she's fuming with me. Still pissed, isn't she? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's give her some space. We'll give her some space. Um. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to to. I think get her I would have done if I knew because I don't no one knows what their fertility is going to be men and women until Mm -hmm. they come around um to trying for a baby I know if maybe if I had the information that you had I would do a very very similar thing even and, and I think just by this first step of just finding out and just like dipping your toe in the water to what that would um that process would look like for you might offer you a little bit of relief um in the future just because if you decide not to do it now then you don't have to have this horrible feeling in your stomach like oh I've got to do that one a couple years and a year like you you know what's to come and then it's less scary and less um less intimidating absolutely and the thing is guys like I'm in no rush to have children I actually don't know if I if I do want to have children and want to bring them up in in the world and the current climate that we're in I'm you know I I don't know for for absolute sure and I think also because I'm not with anyone I really feel I don't know about you Lou but I guess when you met Pete it was like and you start planning your life together you imagine having you get excited for having children with that person and actually doing it alone I think it's incredible to all the women that do but in my stage of life at the moment, I like going shopping and not having to carry a pram around. I like, you know, having my freedom and I like being selfish. And I think if I if I met someone who I formed a real genuine connection with and love with, then maybe I, I would feel more solid in that, yeah, I want to make a family with that person. So just like you said, it's it's an insurance policy for me. And I think it will make me feel a lot more relaxed and take a massive pressure off. Wow, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Right, over to you now on this subject as we are making this podcast about fertility unintentionally. Do you feel like since you've got married, 
I know it's not been that long, but do you feel like there's that pressure or, or people ask, when are you having kids? I haven't experienced that yet. I think it's we've always been quite open that we would like children. So I think people know that that is a dream for us. Everyone in our life knows us so well, like that we're just that we're we're just not set up to have a child yet. So I think that they would be shocked if we were to have uh, to say that I was pregnant or or something like that. Doesn't mean that I don't want children. And we've always, luckily, like we never actually had the because we got together so young. We've never had the, do you want children? Like you have to check now, don't you? When you meet someone like kids, because if they don't want kids, then you don't want to waste your time and become emotionally invested in someone and then uh, then have this to is pull a them, tough subject. Then pull, have to pull apart. And that must be, we, I'm, we never had to navigate that. We both always just, it's always been known to me that we've both wanted children we've had times where one of us has been more broody than the other and and so on and so forth but um it's definitely something we 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 want in our life being the woman and being the one that would bring that life into the world it would be on my terms i think he doesn't want children right now which i completely agree with but i think even if he was like oh you know i really want a child right now if i wasn't ready for that i'd be quite stubborn I guess I'd be strong in in my in my thoughts behind it. I think you have to be. And actually going off of that subject and from a different perspective as a single person, I have a what's well, it's not actually I was going to say it's a funny story. It's not really a funny story, but I was I went on a date with a guy. Um god, it must have been well over a year ago now. And um you know, I was in a lot of pain with my endometriosis and I you know, I've been going through it for a really long time and I've I've known about the risk to my fertility for a really long time. And one of the first questions he asked me on on Hinge was, do you want children? And he was 33. So, you know, I, I get that maybe at 33, it's a bit more pressing. But equally, for a man, you don't have that biological clock. No. I mean, you know, Mick Jagger. Do you know what I mean? Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't, you don't have that. So, yeah, I thought it was a bit odd. Anyway, I went on this date with a guy and I, and I really liked him. Um, and he spoke about children a lot. He spoke about his nephews and how he loved them. And, and he said, well, you must love children because of my job. And, and I said, yeah, I do. But, but I've got my hands full. And, and actually, I'm in no rush because I also see a lot of children in my line of work that have not been lucky enough to have the upbringing that, that they deserve. And that's why it has to be a very carefully thought out decision from my perspective. Um, Anyway, time kind of went on and, and we were chatting and, and um, you know, he sent me flowers and, and I thought he was a great guy. And then we came to the conversation and, and I think he said to me, you definitely want children, don't you? And I said, well, no, I, that's not what I said. I said I would be open to children, but not for a very long time. And that was what I'd said. And he said, well, I need an answer. Wow. After date one. But then it's interesting because you just said and rightly so, you said you don't want to get invested with someone if, if they don't. And mm. it's so interesting because I think there's this, this this kind of stereotype that it's the man that's always like, I don't know if I want kids, don't tie me down. Do you know what? There's a lot of women and a, and a lot of women that are in healthy relationships that are like, I'm really career driven or, or actually I just don't know if I want to bring children up in this world. And that's okay. I think for me as well, I have, I'm yet to land on something career-wise that makes whole and complete sense to me I don't know whether, whether you ever do but I I still don't feel like I have c really got to know myself bef 
support enough before I had to have children and that and you know some people is no way right way around to do something some people have children and then go on to find who they are or find who they are by having children some people can do it perfectly parallel either side find who they are and have children some people um find who they are have children and lose themselves Mm. so you I can't like I understand having children isn't going to be this perfect romanticized experience that we make it look like it's going to be I just want to make sure that I am in the best pace possible so I can handle it and I also I have suffered with hypochondria and the thought of pregnancy does really intimidate me and does scare me so I need to be in a right place in order to approach that I think if I was in a bad place mentally I think pregnant like um it would it, I'd really struggle just with the body changes and mm. everything like that I think that though sums up you as a person new and how selfless you are and actually how you're thinking and considering those things before bringing in another human life in. I just think that that's so incredible and mature and selfless because, you know, it's so easy to go, oh, I'm broody, I want a kid, so I'm just going to have one. And actually bring in the life into this world and your life will be changed forever. It's a really, really big decision. But and it is completely changed no matter what. Like I think I've, I've seen... Uh, friends family um, just friends of friends have children and they have all the best intentions of keeping their life the same and it just you just can't so it's about fully leaning into that period of your life and like soaking up every single moment and 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 really just um, indulging in that in that uh, phase of your life that chapter and I just know that I'm would be half in it at the moment and that's honestly thank god that you're admitting it and I think that's what you know we're very real on this podcast aren't we but i also can't wait to be a mother it's this i'm yeah i I would it's everything it's it's, you're gonna be the best i would love to be a mother i just know that you and pete are gonna make the best parents ever and i'm gonna make the best godmother ever oh my god Uh, no pressure um auntie emma is the vibe and she dresses children up in fur Um, but no I I think in all seriousness I guess what we're trying to say in a roundabout way is if there's anyone out there that feels like Lou or I you know because Lou and I are at such different points in our lives and that's why I think this podcast works quite well because we have two very different perspectives and there will be people out there that have just got married like you or are getting married and there'll be people like me that are like oh my gosh I'm 27 I've not met my dream man yet but I know that I think I want to have children and you know what do I do time's ticking it's okay to not know and it's okay to not be ready to make that decision and I want to be married for for years before I have before we have children I really want to enjoy this time as a man because you're really setting the foundations as to how you're going to be parents absolutely this is your, your time to iron stuff out if you have you know disagreements and actually in I know I talk about love is blind a lot but I loved it um in love is blind they talk about that obviously after they've got engaged but it's very different um they talk about you know their beliefs on abortion and their belief and their beliefs were totally the opposite and it was a real problem and and actually you know I'd hope that most people would get to the bottom of that before they got married but certainly before they have children you should always discuss these things before you Absolutely. sign a paper it, it baffles me when people get married and they've not discussed children I don't understand How? it I don't understand because you know it I think if a guy said to me now on, on a date I'm not sure I want children that to me is kind of where I'm at the only problem is is that 
you get five, six, seven years down the line and then you go, yeah, actually, I really want children. And he goes, no, nah, I don't. And that is a problem and that's a risk that you take. But, you know, at 27, do I know many single guys or single girls that know for definite they want kids? No, I don't think I do. I think having kids is when you meet the right person and you go, I want to build a family with you and our morals and our values align. What, 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 does, what is family? Do you want a biological family? Do you want like a child that's got your DNA or do you want to create your own definition of family, however that looks like, whether that's having amazing friends around you or being an auntie or being you know, an uncle or a godmother? Um, is it uh, volunteering somewhere and that being your family? You, you decide what family is to you as you get older. You really do. I mean... I decided to um, restrict access, shall we say, um, of my extended family because they disrespected me and, and, and they hurt me and they hurt my family and, and therefore they don't get any access to, to my life anymore. And, and actually I have far better family in my godmum, who's not even my official godmother, but she is in America and my friends and, and their parents, their family to me, they're people I would turn up to, not not my blood relatives that I haven't seen in, in years and, and have no love for actually as well. And I think, you know, go about creating a family, yes, ideally I'd really like a biological family that's my egg and my loved one's sperm. That would be wonderful. I think I'd like to have a little mini me. I've always joked saying I need a legacy and my humour can't be wasted on this world. I hope you have seven boys. Oh my God. Um, but, you know, at, at the same time, I also know the possibilities and, and know that actually that might not be the case for me and, and adoption I'm so open to. You know, I won't be afraid to say surrogacy at the moment in my life. I can't see me ever doing it because I know I'd be jealous. I'd be jealous of the woman carrying my baby because I'd want to be able to feel feel that. But God, I think it's incredible that that exists and, and that works for some couples. And I just think whatever you can do to bring if you want that family you'll make it happen and it will be the most beautiful thing that you'll ever experience and and I really hope that one day I, I get that but if I don't I'm okay being auntie Emma and, and being the friend that takes you know my friend's kids out shopping and shows them their first Primark haul <laughs> gets, gets all the best bits yeah exactly what whatever's meant to be will be for me and I, I really do believe that and I certainly won't be bringing a child into this world unless it's under very good circumstances it was lovely chatting it was lovely chatting we haven't got long but we do need to do married and single diaries because consistency oh my. okay married diaries I'm pregnant <laughs> <laughs> okay single diaries uh, single diaries well <laughs> I haven't got a sperm so <laughs> following on from this conversation um, I haven't gone on the date with uh, Andrew Andy yet I'll let you guys know how that goes I forgot his name I did um, I've not got high hopes so I wouldn't hold your breath the next episode but we'll of course keep you updated what about married diaries um, well I've recently got bangs I believe they call them curtain bangs or wispy bangs I spent a lot of time on Pinterest they look incredible thank you and I got home and my um, husband said, oh, Manny. And I went, excuse me? <laughs> and um, he went, you know, like Manny the Mammoth from Ice Age. Oh, no. And I was like, okay. Oh, no, I can see it now. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, oh. And he means it in a nice way. He's like, oh, cute, like little Manny's. It is still a woolly mammoth. 
I can really see it now, and okay. now I can't see anything other. We'll do that. a side by side, maybe, and post it to Instagram. Oh my god! Yeah. So that's the first haircut I've had since marriage, and that was the. Uh... Well, look, he's not going to divorce you over it, is he? No, he fucking loves the mannies. <laughs> he wouldn't. Oh my gosh! I'm trying to be Selena Gomez or Camila Cabello. You do look. You do look very similar to both of those people. <laughs> Whereas I am looking very similar to um, Russell Crowe at his worst. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, Let's go get our hair done. We've we? got to go and get our hair done, I guys. I can't wait. I love a, a scalp massage. Oh, my Me God. Me too. As long as they don't press the cyst on my head, I'm fine. <laughs> they can press whatever they want on my head. Um, we are going to go and get our hair done and drink some Prosecco, aren't we? Yeah, um, okay. And celebrate all things having a clean empty uterus <laughs> <laughs> best wishes all best regards